What is up, everybody? Episode 85 of J5 getting live, and we got Anthony Siniscaltri in the house talking Yankees today. Anthony, what is up? What's going on, man? Pretty pumped, ready for opening day. I know it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be good and bad. So, like, let's start. Let's start first things first. Yankees over under number is at 94 and a half. Um, where, what do you think? Like, they're the favorites to win the American League East. We'll start right there. Like, what do you think off the bat when you hear that? I know we've had disagreements on this, but obviously the listeners don't know about that. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, the more I think about it, I'm going to go under, but not crazy under. Like, I think they'll probably win the division. I just think Toronto's not the best. They're very talented. They have a lot of pieces, but trading Teoscar Hernandez isn't the smartest thing. So their, their lineup took a little bit of a hit. Their pitching I don't love. I love the story about Galsman now where, like, his entire, like, windup is considered illegal now with his toe taps. So he's, like, relearned how to pitch. And yeah. he's their best starter. So I don't love that team. I think Vlad's amazing, but – I think the Yankees win the division, but I think they maybe win 90. That's kind of my number I have in my head. I just don't think they're as good as they're hyped up to be or as bad as we kind of bash them for being. I I would probably agree with you, and I think the thing that's going to hurt them is, like, the balanced schedule this year, the fact that they're going to have to play other teams more and not play, like, the Orioles and the Red Sox 19 times. I kind of love it. People don't like it. I like that. Like, I love playing all the random teams. I think they could eat up on some of the bad NL teams. Like, I enjoy seeing teams I don't usually. I'm like a baseball geek. So, I enjoy seeing, like, the Reds and the Pirates and some of those teams. Oh, yeah. No. No, I totally agree. I just think it hurts the Yankees from, like, a win perspective. Because they're not going to get, like, that that four-game slate in Baltimore in July when it's 100 degrees and Glaber Torres hits six home runs in a, in a weekend. I agree. I mean, I also, I don't know. I mean, the Orioles are on the come up. Like that team's going to like, I, I lived in Maryland. I went to college university of Maryland during like the Orioles mini heyday recently. They were never an easy out. Like those buck teams were awesome with Machado and all those guys. Yeah. And like, they're going to be good again. Like Adley Rushman's the name to like, think about right now. That guy's going to be a stud They're They have a lot of young bats. They have a lot of pitching coming. They do up. have a lot of pitching. That's yeah, like Grayson Rodriguez supposed to be a stud. He's going to come up this year. So like, they're not going to be any cakewalk. That whole division's tough. I mean, I almost think of it as like a division football game, like in the NFL. Like they're always tough games, even the even the ones. Yeah. Win, I don't think the or the days of like the Laffer games against the Orioles are here anymore. I think you're more likely to see Laffers against Boston's. I think that team's really down right now, aside from Devers. But I'd much rather go play like NL Central teams than than have to deal with the AL East. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, Cubs, Reds, um, Pirates, Pirates. Like those. Yeah, yeah there's some bad teams in the NL. Even the Brew, even the good teams like the Brewers, like they have pitching, but those teams aren't great. Like right. I'd rather go up against those teams and play Toronto for four. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. Um, let, let's dive into the next thing. Obviously, like the most important subject in Yankee Land right now is shortstop. Um, Yankees had obviously Jeter forever. Then it was DD, and since DD left, it's kind of been a mishmash. We thought it was going to be Glaber. Uh, that didn't work out back to second base and to the bench he goes now like IKF was a disaster there last year seems like the Yankees are going to kind of shove them down our throats again while they manipulate service time on Volpe and Peraza but like what we've seen from Volpe so so far is he could rake his shortstop videos that the Yankees have showed us have been really good but it seems like the scouts project him more as like a second baseman um People are saying he's going to be a gold glove shortstop, but we know the Yankees being cheap are probably going to start him in the minors for as long as they can while they try to give IKF, like, quote-unquote, the bounce back. Like, he had to adjust to New York year. 
So, like, I think IKF is the starting shortstop to start the year in prob- until probably, like, the All-Star break, unless it's just so bad that they have no out. What do you think? I'm going to, for once, give them the benefit of the doubt, and I think Peraza is going to be the opening day shortstop. I think IKF is going to be a little bit of a rover, play everywhere. They even mentioned outfield. I have no idea. I mean, he used to catch, so the guy could obviously play around the diamond. And I don't hate him. I like him on the team, honestly. Like, I think the $6 million is a little much, but I mean, I don't think IKF is bad. He makes contact. He's a decent enough fielder. Like, I don't hate having him on the team. And I'm someone that says the Yankees should spend unlimited money. They're the Yankees. So I don't care if we have a $6 million bench player. That's awesome. Right. I would be cool if we had that problem. And, like, I've heard, you know, the mouthpiece of the Yankees, Jack Curry. I always listen to what he says with a fine-tooth comb because it comes right from the top. And right. since winter, what are they called? The, uh, the, the, the winter meetings. Show, his tweets. He's always been on the Peraza's the guy. And I think they gave him an ALCS start for a reason. I think he's going to ultimately win the job. I think the Yankees' MO is to always, like, lean towards the veterans. They want to make it hard for him. I could see them, like, doing one of those corny things where – Boone calls him into the office and, you know, then gives him the job and kind of scares him. And they do a little yes segment on it. Like, oh, I don't yeah, they go that route. It just like kind of screams Boone to me. So uh, I think he's going to be the opening day shortstop. And I, I think Volpe obviously is going to get the uh, manipulation. That's that's obviously coming. I think he knows it. But good for him for going out there and like, you know, playing his A game and raking so far. But I think he should be the third baseman, to be honest. I think Glaber is going to put up big numbers in a contract year. He, he's openly said he wants a contract here. I like him enough. I mean, if he's going to play second base and hit you 25 homers and play good D at second, like I like Glaber. He's, he's a fun guy to root for. And I think Volpe just screams Bregman to me. That's who I see when I see him play. They're both a little cocky. They're both very toolsy. They both have power and average and they're fast. So I love him there. And I just see Donaldson becoming Gallo 2.0 where it gets so bad and the booze gets so loud that the team has to act on it. So I think by like June, you might see Volpe come play third and then you have Peraza at short and then Glaber at second and Rizzo first. I love that. And then DJ kind of interchangeably move around. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I don't disagree with you. Like when it comes to IKF, I mean, the guy did win a gold glove at shorts at third base, or he, he apparently, like they said, he won one. I don't even remember, but he puts you're... the bat on the ball. He does. I mean, he's not great. He hits little dip, like loopy singles, but he puts the bat on but, the ball. But like, here's the thing in the Yankee offense, like you don't need your non hitter to be that great. Like, no, definitely. If, 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 if he's, if goals. he's like a 250 hitter, but his on base percentage is close to 400, like fine. Totally. And I think I think the Yankees are really circling that new rule about the pickoffs and the bigger bases. I think they're going to be heavy on the steals. I mean, I think Volpe's a steal machine when he comes up and they know that. And like he stole 50 bases in double A last year. I think IKF has a lot of stolen base potential. I think Glaber can run a little bit. I think Rizzo I think, does that thing I think, he tries to run, but it's really ugly. But I think I, they're going to be running the bases a lot. And I think that's why IKF's going to be on this team. Yeah. And the guy that you didn't mention that I think is going to have a big, big steal year. No, I, I think Judge goes 30-30 this year. Like, wow. He, he, I mean, you know what? He got paid. He could be a little risky now and not worry about getting hurt. Well, he also – I mean, he also said it. He said, like, with the bigger bases, he's going to look to take advantage. I, I think it's something you you look to see. I mean – I'd love it. I, lo- I mean, he's pretty fast. For a big dude, he could run the bases, like, very well. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I think there's a chance at that. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I hated Donaldson from the jump. I never liked him. As a player, the only time I liked him when he was when he was out of the American League, I enjoyed him on the Braves. I thought that that was like a a fun signing for a young team that like wasn't paying anybody at the time. Totally. Um, 
But now, like, I can't stand him now that he's on my team. And I hated him when he had the beef with Cole. Like, that was he, the worst. Yeah, like, Cole's yeah. our guy. I mean, Cole's got beef with everyone, like him, Bauer, everyone. But, like, Cole's our guy. We love him. We wanted him. So, like, yeah, we always take his side on those things. Yeah, of course. So, uh, yeah. I, I, thought, I mean, I hate to say, like, when that trade – I remember where I was. I was sitting on the couch. I was home for the weekend. And I saw that trade pop up at, like, 10 p.m. on, like, a Sunday night. I looked at my dad, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, he obviously didn't know who Falefa was, but, like, I knew – um Donaldson obviously and I tried to talk myself into it I was like all right like you know I wanted an edgy guy like I was so pro Correa this year and last year I thought he was the perfect thing I think the Yankees are too kind of corny like kind of stemming from Boone and then some of the stuff Judge had done with like the boom box and the turtle and like every time they did something they got their like asses kicked by like the, the Red Sox or the Astros and I think they needed a little edginess to them and I wanted it to be Correa but then I'm like oh you know this kind of makes sense Donaldson could bring that attitude at least even though the production won't totally be there but i thought he'd have like a low batting average and hit 30 homers and play good d he gave the good d part but he did nothing else and he just became like enemy number two after gallo and yeah. you know, it's never going to change once the fans hate you kind of like hicks and like gallo before you're done here there's you would have to put up like historic all-star numbers to maybe win the fans over well like like the thing in new york is like you could be a cocky jerk yes. but you have to produce like, totally. if they you're a jerk and you, you suck, like, you're good. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, 100%. Like, uh, I mean, A-Rod is, like, the perfect example. Like, Yankee fans hated him, and then he had 09, and it was like, oh, okay, like, he's our guy now. Totally, yeah. We, they loved him when he got here. They turned on him really quickly because he had, like, beef with Jeter, and he was kind of not clutch whatsoever, even though he was putting up MVP numbers. Right. And then 09, everyone's like, oh, we forgive you. We love you now. You're a New York guy. Right. Yeah, but – I don't think that Donaldson gets there regardless of what Boone says. Nah, he doesn't have that talent in the tank still. I mean, if you get lucky and he lucks into 25 homers and, like, you know, doesn't embarrass himself at the dish. But I just, like, everything about him, like, rubs me the wrong way. He's always dipping his shoulder into pitches and, like, loads up, then just, like, watches something come down the plate. He's always fooled by off-speed stuff. Like, he just – Also, like, he's just not a a good guy to have bat behind Stanton. Like – No. He doesn't protect – he doesn't protect him at all. So, it's just just brutal. Well, we, we were saying that in the offseason, like the big thing is the Yankees needed a bopper and like we wanted, even if it was Reynolds, just to like you can move some other guys around because he would have been a good bat. They need like one more all-star type hitter who hits like, you know, 275 plus and has like 30 homer pop and like could drill the ball down the line. They're missing that still. And yeah, because get this year, but that's that's what they're missing. Yeah, because like we're happy that we were both very happy that Rizzo was back. Like yep. that was great. But you know that he's going to miss his, like, 15 or 20 games a year with the back. Which is Just- totally fine. If DJ's actually healthy, which, like, I'll believe it when I see it, it seems like he is. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I always think it's weird when they say he needs surgery on his foot. It, like, totally hobbled him, and then he randomly rehabbed it, and now he's good. Like, I hope that's the case, because then you have yourself a backup at every infield position besides short, and that's awesome, and – when Rizzo wants to be out, you just stick DJ there for two weeks and he'll, you won't miss much there. So that'd be right. awesome. If healthy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, DJ being healthy is, is huge for this team, honestly, because they need a leadoff hitter and mm-hmm. they need, they just need a guy who could play anywhere, basically. Who is um, the leadoff guy opening day? Is it DJ now, I guess? That's what they're Yeah. Gonna do. Yeah. He's got to go back in his slot as the, as but what the about Judge? Are they going to finally? I, I, I'm in the minority here. I know the analytics are, you know, bat. I want him batting third. Like, I want to pop someone else there second. Like, whether that ends up being one of these kids or it's Glaber for now or whoever it may be. Even like Rizzo. I just think Judge in the three hole 
they need to go back to that. Like, put your best hitter third. He'll get up plenty. The Yankees have a deep lineup. I don't know why he's batting. It makes the lineup so much longer. And especially him, who's going to run into a lot of home runs. Like, why well, not have an extra guy on base? Also, like, Rizzo, with Rizzo there, the guy who makes contact all the time, yeah. like, I would even be okay flipping Rizzo and Judge. Like, I don't need Rizzo in the three-hole. No, like, you don't. Especially, like, Rizzo could run the bases. I mean, he's not fast, but he knows how to do it. And right. He gets on base, and I mean, with the with the shift band, you know, he might steal a few singles. And, so like, and, why not and also get the single. Rizzo bloops one through that would have normally been out in the shift, and then Judge hits all three on Homer. That's going to happen plenty of times. Right. To do that. Or or Rizzo just runs into one because teams are afraid to pitch the Judge, so they're totally. like, okay, we'll we got to pitch to Rizzo. Right. Hundred percent. Like I just don't. I don't know. I mean, I know they're not going to do it. They're more likely to bat Judge leadoff than third, which is so ass backwards, but. I think they just need to take a shot. And I also, speaking of lineups, let's touch on this quickly before we move on. They need to stick to a lineup. I get it. If like, do you want to see what Peraza is? Do you want to like fool around a little? They can't lead the league in lineups again. No. Like, I like how the Mets did it. The Mets had a lineup and like once it worked, they just stuck with it. And, like, I don't need Boone and them tinkering with shit every day. Well, I think A-Rod, like, like A-Rod said, yeah, 100%. A-Rod said that during the postseason. He was like, oh. he was like, Judge needs to stop batting lead off. He's like, and enough with the lineup changes. Like yeah. guys need to know where they're going to be, especially baseball players. Like easily, it's, it like it's one thing if you're in the NBA and you do like lineup changes or whatever. But like guys want to know where they're going to be at least five days a week. Like I mean, okay, what about you... the most egregious example of this is uh, it was Ben Intendi. He like openly complained about it, but I mean he got here and like within two weeks he batted first, last, clean up for he batted every part of the lineup, and it's like. This guy just came from a non-competitive team. He's trying to get acclimated to New York and whatever. And, like, he finally started to, like, get hot right before he got hurt. And, like, that sucked. I thought he was a great fit here. And, like, he got really he, – he got a bad rap because he started really crappy. And then he was really coming into his own, slapping the ball all over, and then he got hurt. But he, it definitely didn't help that he was getting moved around every two seconds. Like, he was a perfect two-hitter or nine, depending on how they want to, like, you know, move that around. But putting him all these places, including cleanup, was just insane. Yeah, no, it, because it changes your thought process. Like, yes. it, just, it just does. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. And, I mean, while we're talking about Ben Attendee, like, let's let's hit on left field. Like, yeah, let's do it. I, I am in the camp that I think that the Yankees are going to be stuck with IKF and Hicks for at least the beginning of the year. I know they mentioned, like, Judge – playing some left field, which I absolutely – I don't mind, but, like, I'm also not a fan of that. Like, the guy is a gold-glove right fielder. I hated him when he played center last year. I don't want him playing left, but if that's what you got to do to get Hicks off the field, then fine, do it. Like, mm-hmm. what, do, what are your thoughts? All right, I have a few here. So, one, when you're saying you think IKF we're stuck with, are you saying on the team or at shortstop? Because, like I, like I said, I like him on the team. I just don't really think he's going to play shortstop. Over so, so, I'm, I'm just – I'm thinking that nobody, like nobody's gonna want him until the Yankees attach a prospect to him. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a chance the Dodgers because of the Gavin Lux or like the Angels. It's like two or three teams I could see doing it. And I only have I'm like being cautiously optimistic here, simply because the Yankees made their quote unquote biggest move last year during spring training, the Donaldson thing. So I guess like Cashman's not totally opposed to making that kind of move. And I think he has a glut of guys, especially in the infield, that like maybe there's a move to be made, even if it's small. I'm hoping it's not Glaber unless we're actually bringing something interesting back. But if you just want to like clear spots and try to get like another Clayton Beater type like middle prospect, I would trade IKF or whatever. I think you're right. I think Hicks is here. I think Hicks is going to start opening day and it's going to be really something the fans just completely revolt on. But to your point, um, I think Judge is just 
a unicorn. He's great. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. He's obviously fantastic in right field. He was amazing in center field. I see no reason why he doesn't play left. He already made his money. He's the captain. He's the guy. If he thinks he could play left field, which I see no reason why he can't, he's, I've never seen him not be able to do something on a baseball field. And I think that helps in two ways. One, you're going to have a left fielder who's now the MVP of the league versus, you know, Hicks. And B, I don't know if there's numbers here to support it. I think there probably are, but Stanton seems to be healthier and better when he plays the field. And right field in Yankee Stadium is significantly easier than manning that giant cavernous left field. So if you had to get in a spot where Stanton could kind of stay somewhat healthy and play right every day and he's happy there and he's hitting and Judge just does what he does, which will probably be give you an MVP performance and left. It's a really good outfield. And like Bader, I think Bader's going to hit 25 homers, steal some bags and play gold glove. That's a really good outfield. I mean, ideally, I'd rather have gotten Brian Reynolds or some kind of really nice left fielder, which maybe that happens at some point. Maybe it doesn't. But I don't hate it. I think Judge did what he did. I mean, he committed to the Yankees. The Yankees committed to him. I mean, he's been healthy for a full year, so I'm going to like give him the benefit of the doubt there. And I see no reason he can't play great in left field. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. And I agree with you on the Stanton point. Like, the words came out of Stanton's mouth, like, a couple years ago. He, he was like, it's really hard for me to DH. He was like, I need to be involved. And the numbers, like, do back it up. It's just the Yankees, I guess, trying to protect their investment or whatever it might be with Stanton. Um, why they don't play him out there. I get he's not the most athletic guy in the world, but he is athletic enough that he crushes bombs. So, like, yeah, throw him yeah. out in right field. Throw him out in left on the road a couple times. Like, I, I don't think it hurts. And no, I, would, I don't think so either. I would do it early. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait until June and be like, okay, well, Hicks just sucks. Like, let's throw Judge out in left and Stanton in right. No, do it opening day. Like, just send I, a I message. Agree. I mean, if you know one thing we learned over the last few years, the Yankees don't really value April. Like, I mean, last year they had started that historic start, which we all, you and me definitely like kind of knew was a little fugazi, but everyone's calling them the 98 Yankees just was not realistic and playing over their heads. But it's true. The Yankees don't really care about the beginning of the season. I mean, I think it's to a fault. I think they should treat every game like it means something. And I think they should go out and try to do innovative things and like get into a rhythm before the trade deadline. I feel like for them, the season doesn't start until the trade deadline every year. They kind of neglect holes that are glaring. They like don't want to address them in the beginning of the season. Then they wait till the deadline, then try to like shoehorn things together while injuries are happening and like other teams are at their throats. Like I hate how they handle all that. But for this, for here, like I think they should do that. Like there's no reason Peraza shouldn't be their opening day. Like let him, let him get his bad at bats out of his system in April when the games don't matter and the Yankees aren't treating them like they do. And when you want to tinker around with guys like judge playing left and stand, do it now. There's no reason right. not to do it now. And don't do it when the games actually matter and every game is like do or die. Do, do it now and just like get comfortable. And if you lose a few games now, there's time to make it up or make adjustments. But I just hate how they're always playing from behind. It's, it's always reactionary. They're never ahead of the curve on anything. Yeah, I mean, last year was the first year that they were, they were out in front so far that you were like, oh, okay, like the division is kind of done. And then mm-hmm. obviously they had from the, tr- from the middle of July on, they basically had – of a 500 record yeah and it was like collapse mode it was different than every other year with them like you were saying but yeah i mean i i agree if i was the yankees i would maybe not start peraza opening day i understand like the semantics of that and it's it's I a big deal for a yankee shortstop i think you have to i li- i think just for like the overall from like the judge almost leaving to the fans being pissed about left field to Donaldson and Hicks and IKF at the very least going to be on this team. I think they, they, the Yankees need to throw the fans a bone. 
No, I, I I agree with you. I just look at it from like their from their point of view. Like, no, I get it. Cash, it's also, the they, team that's showing Red Sox highlights to them in the playoffs. They're just well, yeah. They're lost with PR. <laughs> fans are angry. Like they they they're being told on one hand, hey, we can't get all these exciting, awesome free agents because we have these kids. So the fans are like, okay, let's see the kids play, and they take that away from you too. And like they just keep. We always use the term "run it back." They just run it back. It's the same guys for the last well, like four years and you have these two guys knocking on the door and you just saw your arch rival the Astros do it and that kid Pena won the MVP of the World Series like let your kids play you, well the yeah, reason you're not spending money so all right great the fans are willing to accept that but yeah. give them what they want put those kids on the field and this team needs a little excitement like aside from Rodon what's exciting that judge got paid like there's not going to be a home run chase to follow anymore I mean judge isn't going to do that again and there's no new players besides a pitcher that's going to go every five days to get like amped up about. So let these kids play and go play hard and go run around the bases and be fun. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally, I, I totally agree. Like I, I say it all the time. Like the Yankees in 2017 was the most fun. It was that, so fun. It was fun. Right. And like this team is different because you have Judge and Stanton and Cole yeah, and Rodon. Yeah, this team has superstars on it. Where like, that team just had old veterans sprinkled with kids. We're in right. a better spot now, and, and there's more room for these kids to thrive. I mean, if you're a young player, like what better atmosphere than having Rizzo and Judge and Stanton to learn off of? Like it's it's perfect. Right. Yeah. No, I to- I totally I totally agree. Um. So you brought up Rodon. So let's let's head on the Yankees rotation. Obviously. We'll start with the fact that Frankie Montas's Yankee career lasted all of like eight weeks. Um, we're never going to see him again, regardless of what Boone says. With like he might be ready for September or something. Um, so yeah, would you trust him even if he was? No, no. I mean, so it's so it's funny. I was listening to John Boy, and uh-huh. he was like, he was talking about Sonny Gray. He's like, he's like everybody forgets that Sonny Gray's like first two months as a Yankee was like actually really good. Like he basically had seven starts where he gave up three earned runs every start. He's like, and he pitched good enough for them to win. And they had no good rotation. It was basically like Severino and a bunch of random guys at that point. Well, didn't CC too at that point? They still yeah. like CC. Yeah, it was Seve, it was CC. I was going to say him and CC got tight because he, uh, Gray always comes on R2C2 and they seem really like close. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he also had that one really good start against the Astros. Like everyone gives him a lot of shit. Like he wasn't as bad as a lot of these other guys. Like, no, he, he kept catches... Gray in the, in the, in the same like pantheon of, of Montes and some of these guys that are complete du- or like, um, what's his face from the, from the Mariners, the left Paxton, like some oh, of these Paxton, guys have yeah. worse careers than no like, gray. Yeah. Gray gets all the shit because he got caught after he had like a really bad outing, like coming off the mound smiling or whatever, but he just, he just wasn't made for New York. He's a really good pitcher. He just wasn't made for New York. Totally. Like the Yankees literally traded for damaged goods with Montas. Like I remember you and I and the Yankee chat going back and forth about how they have to get Castillo like, it doesn't matter the cost. Okay, like, don't give up Volpe, but, like, whatever else the Reds want, go get Castillo because that's the guy. Like, don't trade for Montas. We know yes. he has a shoulder injury. And what did they do? I they mean, traded for Montas. Well, I mean, it, it's a typical Yankee move. I mean, they always they always go for the, uh, the second best guy. They've always done it. They've been doing it for years. They get the second best guy on the board, and it bites them in the ass, especially when it comes to pitching. I mean, they've done it literally countless times over the last few years. They always get – there's always two guys available – and they go for the cheaper option that's not as good. Either costs less money or prospects. And it well, never works out. Yeah, the first example is Sonny Gray and Verlander. Like, they didn't trade Sonny, for- I, mean, I mean, it goes as far back as Dice K and Kayagawa. Like, they always <laughs> do it. 
I mean, think about Schilling and Randy Johnson when they were both available. They, I mean, yeah. whether it's like by mistake or like how they value guys, they always pick the second best of the two pitchers. It's always at the amount of times they pick some random guy over David Price who was available like eight different trade deadlines who they wouldn't go get. And they'd always, like one of them was gray too. They always pick the second best guy. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I'm thinking about uh, Josh Beckett and, and AJ Carl Romano. Carl Romano. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah right. There's, there's yeah, I mean, aside from like CC and Cole, like when have they picked like the guy? If there's a and, trade guy and and CC and Cole, they both got the same way. They gave them the most money, and they were the, and they were great. Like they were, right, it wasn't like they did it and it blew up in their face. The two times they did it the right way, it worked out perfectly. Right, no, a hundred percent. I I fully agree on that. But, but yeah, the Montes thing, I think I think they had to get Castillo, and that was it. But I think we all talked ourselves into a little more than. Like Montes this year, like he was so bad. I'm sure he would have been a fine number five. Like he would have got the job done. But I think we all did it. Even John Boy and them. I think we all really talked ourselves into. Well, you know, he'd be a really good number five because he was a number one on on Oakland. I just don't think he would have been good in any capacity. I think he would have been a guy that went out there and gave you similar, if not worse, to what Herman's gonna give you. I think it's more the anger that we traded two guys in Sears and. Um, Waldenshock that could have been really nice contributors for cheap. And one of them is a lot. They're both lefties who could have eaten innings and did a lot of things and been like a swingman role. And we gave both of those guys up and all their control and whatever they could have did for a guy that's going to do nothing. Yeah. I mean, and he's totally gone at the end of this year. 100%. So, I mean, listen, the, the first four of the Yankees pitchers, you've said it and I have finally gotten on board. Like none of the Yankees problems for them not winning a World Series for the last 13 years or pitching related. It's no, all lineup related. They always have enough pitching to at least win. Like if they if they even had like a decent hitting showing the last couple of years, they win. I mean, and, 17, 18, 19, almost all those years. I mean, maybe the year they lost to Boston was the pitching that called it and pitch well. But most of the time they have enough pitching to win. They just don't hit. Yeah. And that I mean, that was a one game instance. Like I don't exactly even, like but I mean, and Cole, like year, Cole. I mean, yeah. They didn't pitch that bad. They lost like three to two to nothing every game. Like it's they're not they every every game they lost was by one or two runs. And besides game four, they didn't score. Like they yeah, scored five they runs in game out. four. Yeah. 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 So I mean, yes, the Rodon signing was really nice. Like they have they ba- I would say basically their rotation is two ones and two twos. Like yes, I Cole, Rodon, Severino, Nestor. And then, like, whoever at five, whether it's Clark, um, I, I don't even know who else they could throw in. Oh, Domingo, Herman. Uh, I'm a Domingo apologist. Like, I know, like, off the field, he kind of, like, fucked up a bit and he's probably not the best guy. But I always – like, he definitely gets shelled once in a while, but he has a lot of good games, especially against bad teams. Like, you could do a lot worse than him in your rotation. I mean, dude, he was really good when he came back last year. Like, I – you know – you have to have realistic expectations for what a five starter is. Exactly. Like, if they go out suppo- there and give you six innings and don't give up more than four runs, like I'm usually happy with that. Like right, right. So um, if I was the Yankees, I would, I would let Clark be the guy because Me I too. think we've I think heard he about him pick. long enough. He was a first round pick. They they drafted him while he was recovering from Tommy John. Like enough already. Like especially if my my initial thought was like, I assumed the worst with Michael King. I figured he'd miss the whole season. I was like, all right, you know what? Clark would probably be good in that role. But since Michael King's back and allegedly a hundred percent, I want Clark in the rotation. And if they even suggest stretching out King, I'm done. It gives me Jabba Chamberlain vibes. Like I yeah. hate when the Yankees tinker too much and try to get cute. Like, no, you're the Yankees. You have this guy who's perfect in this role. 
either go get another pitcher, call one up, or give Clark Schmidt a chance, who's actually a pitcher, a starting pitcher. Michael well, King has carved out a really nice role for himself, being a dominant middle to back end reliever. Let him do that. Don't yeah. mess that up. And like for all the Yankee flaws, like all the things that we complain about, they're the great one, at getting bullpen guys. They're great at getting bullpen guys. They they call up guys that we've never heard of. Like Sears was the perfect example of that. Like nobody knew who the guy was, and then we're trading him for Montas at the deadline. Like, I mean, what about what about um Clay Holmes? I remember I was at work and we were like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah, he got off the scrappy. I'm like, look, I, I mean, Clay Holmes. Do- he obviously kind of like turned into a pumpkin at one point. I think that's their one glaring pitching issue. I don't know who the closer is, but I think there's options there. I think Lawizaga might be ready. I mean, there's always guys available. I feel like there's always a team willing to trade a closer. I, I think it's a little overrated of a position in today's game, but they don't have one. Like, I don't feel super confident in any any closer right now. Well, game. yeah, I, I agree. Also, like, there's a lot of question marks about Holmes because he had a really rough end of the year. Um he lost. But, he, he got the yips. He was just walking and hitting everyone. Like every time he came in, I joke around I'm like, all right, here comes a hit batsman. And it would happen. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I agree. But yeah, for all their flaws, like they can find, um, you know, they can find bullpen help, whether it be from like from within or outside the organization. I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for Chapman to get traded to the Astros and end our season this year. But that's we'll uh, talk about that in the fall. <laughs> That, that would be really funny. I forgot he is on a one-year deal with the Royals. Yeah, I was so. trying to figure out on, like, FanDuel if I could bet, like, if there was some kind of prop where it was, like, Will Chapman end the season on the Royals, and I was going to bet my life savings on no. But, <laughs> like, he's either going to get cut if he sucks or traded if he's good, and there's no in-between. There's no scenario where he actually ends up on that team. Yeah, you you are right about that. You are right about that. I mean, maybe, listen, maybe he goes, like, somewhere – crazy like Seattle or maybe like the the Orioles have have a crazy good year and they need a closer at the I can see at him the on back. the Mets or the Marlins too I can see the Mets getting him as like a setup guy for Diaz or I can see the Marlins getting him because like the Cuban connection and I don't think they have a real closer and he probably and they've always had interest in him yeah and maybe they need like a guy maybe they're hot for that seven seed or whatever it might be who knows the uh the the Padres seem to go after like literally everybody maybe they're in on I mean, they're they're already apparently they're about to re- they're going to give Soto an extension now, so they're Soto, going to get him and then go after Otani. So they'll have a superstar team. Yeah, Soto, and they said uh, who was the guy from uh, Milwaukee they picked up at the deadline, the closer? Oh, Hater. Hater. Yeah, too. yeah. There's, yeah. there's no amount. It, it makes I kind of love them because. Like, all right, like everyone obviously drools over Steve Cohen. Like, I'd love if he was our owner. He's cool. He's a fan with an unlimited amount of money. It's, it's awesome. But, you know, he spends a lot of money, but that team's not like overly impressive. Like, I'm not here to shit on the Mets. They're a very good team. They'll probably win the division. But like, you look at the Mets roster. I'm like, all right, they're good. But you look at the Padres roster and it's like what you think he should be doing with the Mets. Right. Yeah. And like, they always try to add more. Like, they're always, they were involved in Judge. Like, they're in on every single guy. Literally. So so I love that them just existing just kind of exposes not the Mets, but like the Yankees and the Red Sox of the world who always like kind of say they have financial constraints. Like, no, you don't. The Padres are spending money like Dude. hand over fist and assembling like these teams that you couldn't get in like MLB the show. Right. Like the Padres literally spent double what the Yankees spent this offseason. Yeah. And, by, and, and by the and by the way, in June, they get to bring Tatis back off his My steroid suspension My and God. everything. I mean, Guy's going to be playing center field after they signed him to be well, a shortstop well, forever. You, well, I thought you told me too. Didn't they just re- they get um what's his name back? Uh, Profar. Uh, no, I didn't tell you that. But oh, I, I mean, thought someone said they got Profar back or someone they got or, or Odor. One of those like mix those two up. I think. They oh signed yeah, they got yeah they. 
They signed they signed Rugi the other day. That, yeah, that so they was... signed Rugi for like eight million bucks, and then signed Matt Carpenter for like twelve. Like they're paying their bench guys top dollar. It's insane. Yeah, they they literally just want to win a World Series. It's awesome. Like, it, and the thing is, I thought they were going to be like kind of how the Marlins were back in the day, where it's like, hey, let's get all these stars, spend a bunch, then blow it up, and like whatever. They're not. They're like long term committing to all these guys. Yeah, I mean, I I thought there was a chance that they were going to change things up. Like, I thought they were going to trade Tatis. Like, that was what we all thought the Yankee Yankee move that they weren't done with was going to be, was Tatis. Oh, no, remember that? We got to talk about that at some point. That whole, like, Yankee ganda of, like, of uh, Hal saying they weren't done yet. And that quote just aging well, like old. Go, 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 go ahead. Let's, let, let's hit on it. Let's, all right, let's hit on that. Because I think things were feeling great. I think that was our... There was the, it just felt good. It felt like old Yankees. It was like they, they got Judge back. There was that corny story about like Hal in Italy. And like we ate that up because that's what we do as fans, especially of the Yankees. We love that idea of like a scene out of billions, him like picking up a phone like Ari Gold and like, yeah. Done. And like Judge was back. And, like, yeah. Was, like Jeter, Jeter was involved. We were all like, oh my gosh. Like, we, yeah. Like we eat that up. We eat up like the Yankee legacy and all that crap. We love it. We shit on it, but we love it. Right. So like Judge is that, like the physical embodiment of that minus having a ring. And, like, we hope he gets it because he deserves it. But we got that. Then, like, a few days later, Rodon happened. And we're like, this is awesome. Like, I remember my buddy Pete Simonetti, uh, NYY News crew, <laughs> he gave me that scoop. Early. He texted me early that they're getting Rodon, like, a day before it happened. I was at a wedding in Cabo, and then it came out. I celebrated heavily. I loved that move. But then I felt like there was, like, another. At that point, like, even, like, the John Boys of the world who kind of, like, sometimes, you know, simp for the Yankees – like uh, front office, they were like, there's more coming. Like they can't be done. They ripped well, the dude, off. Dude, Money's I mean, spent. like we thought like, Ryan was a Yankee. Like we were, no, like, we were getting no. ready to like, Photoshop him into the pinstripes. No, I mean, to your, to your point, like not only were those guys saying it, but the two Yankee mouthpieces said it. Yeah. Curry and, and, and said it himself. Well, yeah, but like owners say things all the time and front offices say things all the time. But when Kay got on his show and the clip like went viral, Yes, I'm, oh, that's I'm, when we were expecting Reynolds, but then he goes, it's not Reynolds. They have something big in the works. And, like, somehow it got leaked out that it was Tatis. And, like, I know people got excited. He's, like, my favorite non-Yankee player. So I was, like, irrationally pumped about him. I was, like, this is the guy. He's going to come in and have an attitude like Correa and be pissed off that the Padres moved off of him and just be awesome. Like, young A-Rod level, like, production. And it was going to be amazing. And he dances and he's kind of, like, just yeah. not a typical Yankee guy. He's, like, the antithesis of Judge. But I would love that dynamic of, like, those two kind of being like the new Jeter A-Rod. I, I loved it. And then Yeah. But no, that was that was Yankee Ganda like all over again. It was big. That was big Yankee Ganda. We fell for it too. Yeah, we did. We did. Like <laughs> and we like I did not want to fall for it. I was like, I was I was like, no, like I didn't even think they were gonna get Rodon though. I was like so negative. I was like big deal. Like they brought back Judge after they like yeah. didn't didn't want him. Like they totally screwed it up. I agree. But I no. they're gonna pay top dollar for it. But they've been saying that for since they had CC though, that's always been an issue. It's like we have an ace, we need two aces, and like they were kind of going down that same path with Cole. I'm, I'm happy they actually put their foot down and did it and didn't just kind of like sell us on Nestor being a two. Because like no, I love for sure. man, but I don't know if he's gonna be a dominant pitcher every year. But Rodon is. I mean, if he's healthy, he's just as good as Cole. Well, also also like after this year, before they got Rodon, like the rotation had had questions. Montas was a free agent. I mean, he's yeah. never going to pitch in New York again. No, he's but out. Sevy, I mean, Sevy's a free agent. I kind of think he's gone, to be honest. I mean, between the drama of them, like, telling him he can't be in the WBC, which I'm sure he'll, like, irrationally be mad about, even though he always is hurt. And it's 
kind of a, I, on the Yankees side there. There's no reason he should be pitching in that. But I don't know what like the. I thought they were going to get like Pablo Lopez or someone, just like a young, controllable guy who kind of has a similar skill set. But I guess they're going to be out in the trade market again because I don't think they have like a guy ready to call up. But they're going to have no takes that spot. There's going to be one or two open spots after this year. Yeah, well, uh, Nestor I think is done after this year too. I think he's out of. I think he's out of control, but I could be. I could be wrong. I think, I think he. I don't think he even hit RB yet. I think they have him for a few years. Oh, okay. Well, let's. let's they'll have him. The money will just jump up, but they're obviously like if he's still good, he'll he'll be on the team. Yeah, I think but the main guys gone are Mont. Uh, what do you call Montes and Sevi potentially? So yeah, I don't think Sevi's coming back. No, I think I think Sevi's gone because he's the type of guy who he'll get like a five-year, hundred million dollar deal or a six-year, hundred and twenty from like. The Mets or the Dodgers. I think or an Angel. I see, yeah. I see the Angel connection because they have all those like ex-Yankee guys working there. Or Billy Epler just brings him in because I'm pretty sure he like drafted and developed him, bring him to the Mets. Yeah, for sure. Look at Pineda 2.0. Oh, gosh. That'd be funny. Yeah, that I can see that. And we never talked about this on any of these episodes, but remember that like weird dark parts of Yankee Twitter where everyone was kind of saying they re- the other big move was Trout? Remember that yes. for a couple of days? Yes, I do remember that. Or yeah, there was also there was also like there was also a little bit of like Otani talk too. It was like, well, I think they actually want him though. Like, there's been legs there. Like, I've heard like actual blue check people I trust saying they at least checked in. I mean, they would, like, yeah, but every prospect they have ever. Yeah, I mean, if I also don't think he comes east. Like, I know everybody has him to the Mets like as done. I'm I don't to think Dodgers, man. I really do. Yeah, I think the Dodgers are resetting. Like. They're they are. I mean, they're, li- they're They're not going to be that good this year. I mean, I would not like. I would not just assume they're going to be great because they're the Dodgers. I think the, this is the Padres' year, easily barring injury. Well, I mean, also like the NL is loaded. Like, not not to go down that rabbit hole, but like the NL is loaded. Like Mets, Braves, Phillies, uh, Cardinals are going to be really good again this year. Yeah. the The West is pretty loaded. Like the Giants got better. They're not. They're still not that good, but they somehow always find their way to like eighty five. I was going to say they're not. They're never a fun team to play. Like the Dodgers aren't going to roll in there against their rival and like have an easy time of it. No. And then I think that I think the Colorado is better this year. The Diamondbacks were like kind of fun last year. I like the Marlins a lot. I love the Luis Arias. They have a lot of pitch. I mean, they've the Alcantara just won the Cy Young. They have Lazardo. They're like a good little team. Like they're going to bother the Mets and the Braves. Like they're not. Oh, a yeah. Fun team to play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're going to be like the Mets, Royals, uh, the Orioles. Yeah, they're like an Orioles Rays kind of team, 100%. They're just like, yeah. they're like toolsy. Like, they have a lot of random guys that'll just punish you on the bases and they, they put the ball in play. The pitching's really good. Like, I wouldn't want to play that team. Yeah. And then the Padres are just the Padres. And like, they're probably going to keep making moves even at the deadline. And, and oh, no. I mean, let's be real here. I don't know if the money really makes sense because, like, let's be real. They are going to have to pay Soto like four or 500 mil after the season. But I mean, that team's so like hell bent on winning. If the Angels are – I also – that was one of my favorite bets. I hammered the Angels under. I think it was like under 75. <laughs> God awful. But, like, if it gets to a point where that team's out of it and they know he's leaving, they're going to trade him. And I could see the Padres, like, just taking him as a rental, just, like, giving a handful of prospects. Like, we'll try to resign you, but, like, we'll figure it out with you and Soto. And they bring him in, and then they go into the playoffs with Otani, Soto, Xander, Tatis, and Machado. That would be insane. So I'm- insane. Don't put it past them, dude. That team, AJ Preller is a demon there. He does not care. No, he doesn't care. And he he said when people asked like why they weren't on Judge, he's like, our owner's a billionaire and he wants to win a World Series. Yeah, like I mean, that's how it's supposed to be. Go get the best players. I mean, there's no salary cap. You're playing a sport that lets you do that. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So let's put a quick 
like quick bow on this. What are your like what are your final predictions for the Yankees? Like I've been listening to a ton of Francesa and Francesa is basically like for the Yankees it's it's just beat the Astros. That's it. They're the second best team in the AL. I'm a little more pessimistic than that. Like I, I look at the whole view and I'm like, okay, well we're talking about a team that's basically running it back but adding Rodon and they did almost lose to the Guardians. Like that was a real thing. They were down 2-1 in that series. Yeah, I agree. I think my two – I guess I have three things that I think are my most important. One, I think they're going to win the division. I just think they're – I think they're kind of hungry. I think Judge came back for a reason, and I think that's going to really push them. And I think the Rodon thing is going to be massive. I just it, – you're not going to – it's not going to feel real until you actually see, like, one, two dominant guys going every time. And then you have Nestor, who was a Cy Young candidate, going out of the third spot or fourth, whatever they do – that pitching staff, if healthy, is going to be really fun to watch this year. I think it's going to be just like a ton of fun, a lot of strikeouts, a lot of big games where they go the whole way or strike out 15 guys. You'll see a lot of fun outings. I think two is going to be what happens with the prospects. I think that's going to make or break everything. I think Volpe is just a game-changing talent. I really do, and I'm always like negative on the Yankee prospects. But, I mean, I've seen him play a little bit. He's just got that it factor that, like, the judges and the Jeters and the Cano, like, he's got a little swag to him. You know he's good, and he could definitely hit. So I think if him and Peraza – a are given the chance, which is totally on the front office. And I think if they produce, which I think they will, if given the right opportunity, I think they're going to carry them to a little bit of a next level. And that brings me to my last point. And I think Francesca's is right. I think the whole, everything is beat the Astros at this point. Obviously we want a world series. We're starving for one here, but I mean, I've been getting embarrassed by that same team that cheated and just then retooled and beat us the right way. They're, they're nauseating. I hate them. I, I hate them more than the Red Sox. Now I think beating them, even if you got to the you know World Series and a loaded Padres team beats you, like that would suck, obviously. But just getting there would be a ton of fun. They need to beat the Astros and bury them. So whether that means the kids, what they have now, or Cashman's got to put his little GM hat on and make some deals for a change, like go get the be- whoever the best guy is available at the deadline. Like this year is Castillo, hopefully on the offensive side. Go get that guy. If so- Otani's out there as a rental, go get him. Like they're gonna have to go get whatever that last piece is in addition to what they have in the kids. There's going to be a guy available. I don't know who it is. Could be Brian Reynolds. Could be Otani. Could be someone I'm not even thinking of. There's going to be a big-time bat out there, and they have to go get him. Yeah, you're definitely right. I, I think that I think more of the kids being, like, the trade deadline acquisitions is going to be the way they go. Like, I don't, think, I don't think we see Peraza until probably, like, May 1st. I think the Yankees are going to try to let IKF right the ship. I could be wrong. Um, so that would really suck. I'm banking on Peraza opening day just for like an excitement factor. Like I have no interest in watching a cold, gloomy March 30th game where he's him, Hicks and Donaldson are all playing. like again against against like Logan Webb, who like just throws like seven innings of like one hit ball against yeah, this lineup. Yankees always lose opening day. Like I just bet that now they're going to probably lose that game no matter how the season plays out. They're going to uh, come out old and stiff and old. Yeah. Um, dude, this was so much fun. We'll have to keep doing these as Yankee season goes on. Tell everybody where they could follow you, um, on, you know, Twitter and IG, all that. Good yeah, stuff. I think, uh, I think Twitter is probably my best place. If you want Yankee nonsense, I'm just at ant underscore sin. And then on Instagram, same, but with a period in between instead of the underscore. So yeah, there all the time. I'll be here throughout the seasons talking Yanks with John. You can take your, uh, take your little victory lap out basketball if you want, or we can do that next time. But I'll, 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 I'll save that. I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that the, the Knicks are two and zero against the Nets since Cam Johnson um, said that he never I'm was. glad you had mercy on me. I was, I was really burning all those Durant jerseys. Took a lot of oil. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, Ant. Have a good weekend. Thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you too, man. We'll talk soon. All right.